Hey guys, it's another episode of Melting Wax Podcast. Jess is here. It's just me. <laughs> if you're waiting for someone else, I'm sorry. Um, I tried to get other people on this episode, but um, it didn't work out. But maybe it's maybe it's best I do it by myself, anyways. But um, hey y'all. Today was a horrible day. Um, you know, when my friend is in the hospital. Uh, maybe I'll speak more on it next week, but you know, it was just not a good day. And, um, I want to make an episode because I want to get my mind off of things. So here we go. First segment got me hot. Um, got me hot this week definitely had to do with what happened today. So I don't think I will talk about it and we're going to jump to Captain Planet so my Captain Planet for this week is going to be Black people. Like, I love my people so much. And I think it's so important that we love us for us. And I want to give Black people my Captain Planet because we still here. We still in this. You know what I'm saying? We're still beautiful. You know, Black girl magic all day. Black boy joy all day. Spreading it, like, never stops. And that's why the hate is mad. Um, for we recommend, uh, I'm gonna recommend Insecure. And um, if you haven't watched Insecure, and I won't get into what happened this season because I don't want to spoil it for anybody who hasn't seen it yet. But um, it's a really good show. It's a black show, okay? Like I mean, in every aspect, like the products that they show on the show are black owned. You know what I'm saying? And what's so great about the show is how real it is. You know watching it it doesn't feel forced nothing nothing ever feels like oh they just discussed this because they got black people on set like no this is a real situation you know what I'm saying I can relate very well to a lot of the topics that they discussed this season especially and it's just a good show overall like there's other shows that I feel like are good black shows too like Atlanta I'm gonna finish I was supposed to be re-watching it with Rosh but I don't know she's not that into it because she ain't been pressing me so I'm definitely gonna finish Rewatching it and um you know clean sugar like i told you guys before is another good show but my next recommendation for this week is going to be camilla rose um camilla rose is a black owned hair care brand and i just bought the leave-in conditioner the honey leave-in conditioner that is so bomb okay you guys if you like me you know what it is your hair be dry all the time it's the best thing I have used, like, period. I put it in my hair. It's all I put in my hair, and my hair has been moisturized. I want to say it's been a week since I twisted my hair up because I went to the pool. Yeah, it's been like a week. And, you know, my hair is still making it do what it does. So definitely I will recommend that. Um, so for the next segment, we usually have Rosh's Tales, but since Rosh is not here... I have a segment called Let's Discuss, and it might be permanent. I'm going to, you know, pitch it. We'll see. So Let's Discuss is some of the stuff that I want to talk about um, that I felt like was worth discussing that happened this week. J. Cole dropped the verse. I'm going to save that for last. Never mind. I ain't even going to hit y'all like that. Um, let's go to 846, Dave Chappelle's special that he put out. Um, what I will say is, did it make me laugh? It's a comedy special in the middle of 
Corona and the um, what do you call it? The the tipping point of the Black Lives Matter movement. Like I don't know what people expected. Niggas wanted to laugh. Oh well. I mean, he did make me kind of laugh. Um, he talked about Candace. Um, what's her name? The black girl that be selling out her people. Y'all know who she is. Owens is it Candace Owens? I um I didn't hear what she said about George Floyd, but you know the breakdown was that she tried to demonize him. Um, which is very coonish of her. And, you know, they should probably let her have it. I'm not mad at him at all for doing that. I love the special because he used, because I feel like he knew that him putting the special out right now, everybody was going to watch it. And he used that to his advantage. And what he did was said his piece, you know? And he came at um, Lennon for calling out, celebrities and saying how they should be vocal at a time like this and he kind of said like nobody cares what Ja Rule has to say right now like nobody wants to hear what celebrities have to say at a moment like this you get what I'm saying and that can draw into Snow on the Bluff J. Cole's single that he dropped this week now um before I even knew that he dropped music y'all I seen them saying like he was canceled on Twitter and on Instagram, and I was like, what? J. Cole canceled? What could have happened? I just went to sleep and woke up, and Cole was canceled, and, you know, people are defending him because, you know, Cole, 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 Cole World, Cole, Cole, we all in it together. I'm going to read some of the tweets that he said because um they assumed that the person he was talking to and he was directing his bars to was No Name, and... um. I'll let y'all know what I felt about the song after I read J. Cole's tweets in response to him being canceled. Right here. Okay. Morning. I stand behind every word of the song that dropped last night. Wait, maybe I should... I think I'm going to tell y'all how I feel about this. No, I'm going to read it. I haven't read it. This is my first time. Right or wrong, I can't say, but I can say it was honest. Some assume to know who the song is about. That's fine with me. It's not my job to tell anybody what to think or feel about the work. I accept all conversations and criticism, but let me use this moment to say this. Follow at no name. I love and honor her as a leader in these times. She has done and is doing the reading and the listening and the learning on the path that she truly believes is the correct one for our people. Meanwhile, a nigga like me just be rapping. I haven't done a lot of reading and I don't feel well equipped as a leader in these times, but I do a lot of thinking and I appreciate her and others like her because they challenge my beliefs and I feel that in these times that's important. We may not agree with each other, but we got to be gentle with each other. Wow. Cole, I love you. Like He can tweet anything and I'm going to agree. But um, that's not at all what I got from the song, people. When I heard Cole's song, and I'll tell you some of my friends' views because I did discuss it with my friends. When I heard the song, I was, right before I heard that song, I was re-listening to The Black and the Berry, which is a beautiful collection of work, okay? Like Kendrick Lamar is a great album, all right? It's beautiful. You know what I'm saying? It's the best album to listen to at a time like this. Like I said, I've been listening to black voices that I feel like make sense to me and that are like, you know, true and real 
at this moment and Kendrick was a good person to listen to. That album was a great album to re-listen to. And I had um related Cole's song, um, Snow on the Bluff to Kendrick Lamar's Black and Berry. And I remember the controversy, I wanna say at my school, because I really wasn't on social like that when I was in high school, but there was definitely different perspectives on what he was saying in that song. Like I had friends that felt like he was talking to white people. I had friends that felt like, um, that didn't feel like, which what I felt like is what he was talking to himself. He says in the first line, I'm the biggest hypocrite of 2015, all right? And I feel like in the first verse, he kind of addresses the oppressor. In the middle of the song, he addresses like the people, our people, and then he addresses himself at the very end. You know what I'm saying? And he can be like, he could be like the spokesperson for a certain demographic or a certain group of that people that feel that way. And anyway, he was talking to himself, which is what a lot of these rappers that I love do. And I feel like that's what Cole was doing in this song. I didn't get that the woman he was referring to was a literal person. I thought that she was like an idea or like, you know, she was just a collective of people who are like that. I didn't feel like it was one person he was singling out. And I felt like most of the bars were geared towards himself. I didn't get that at all. Um, Tariq actually told me from What They Don't Teach You in High School podcast. Uh, shout out to that podcast. He, his take on it was, uh, well, he actually told me that Snow on the Bluff was a movie. And the movie is um, fake. Like, it's some stuff happening, but it's not real, you know? And Cole felt like, in a song, and I'm just saying this is how I got it, that Cole felt like, he was saying to himself, he felt bad because the girl he's talking about, she knows her stuff, and he's kind of speaking for the people who don't necessarily know their stuff, they just know how they feel. And I'm definitely one of those people, and I was one of those people prior to coming to Florida A&M University and learning about my history. I always felt stuff but didn't know how to articulate it because I didn't know my history like that. I didn't really know how to say that this was systemic and, you know, use all these big words and all these great things and what he's saying. And I didn't, like I said, feel like he was talking to a specific person. And sorry if you don't listen to the call or didn't listen to the song. I'm talking about it forever. But um, I didn't feel like he was talking to any one person. And that's what I got from Snow on the Bluff. If you haven't listened to it, you should listen to it. Um, I feel like he covered all the bases, man. I, I like it. You know, I won't, I'm not going to add it to my library. But, I mean, yeah, it was definitely a black and a berry to me. Um, let's see. Uh, we did Snow on the Bluff, Dave Chappelle's special. So, rice and syrup and Band-Aid. What do they all have in common? I'll give you three seconds two, one, and they're all changing, you know, their brands kind of to cater to this whole movement. Um, They're getting rid of Aunt Jemima because of its history. And they're doing that all over. You know, they're trying to get rid of statues as well. Band-Aid is making colors for everybody. I don't think, and I said it again, I said it on this podcast before, I don't think anybody was listening to Childish Gambino for real. Because my brother... He's one of them. Nobody was listening to this nigga when he said that Band-Aids 
or the color of skin. He is the first person to expose that to me. I don't know if he saw that in a tweet or if he just knew that. But he came on The Breakfast Club, I believe. He was doing an interview and he said that band-aids were the color of skin. And I was shook when he said it because I had no clue. And what's crazy about that and what's crazy about all these things that they're trying to make, they're trying to change and trying to make better is that when you really look at the history of America and racism, it's like it's embedded within within its DNA. It's like, how do you get rid of something like that? It's in everything. Like, <laughs> what got me hot this week? I was at the hospital and it was just some stuff going on, y'all. And it's just like, you know, this started with the with police brutality, the police department, you know, but racism is in everything here. It's like you have, it's like, how do you even get rid of something like that? You know, it's like getting gum in your carpet. You just gotta cut it out, right? But then you cut it out and it leaves a whole, like, a, a gap. Mm. That's an interesting, that's very interesting. I don't know, y'all. But um, I wish I had someone to ask <laughs> how they feel about them changing up those logos and does it really mean anything? And it's like when companies started putting out their, you know, solidarity letters, I guess, their black post and their, you know, we stand with Black Lives Matter. And people who worked for them were like, y'all is racist. I just came to HR yesterday and told y'all somebody called me a nigger and you didn't do nothing. Like, what does this stuff really mean? You know, can't let Black Lives Matter become a hashtag. It has to be more than that. But like, how... It's like, how do you even tackle something like that? I wish I knew the answer because race has been a conversation forever. You know what I'm saying? The great thing about it being a different conversation now is I feel like we can all say our piece and we can all kind of come up with a way to really make change. And that's why it's important for us to continue to talk about it. I know that for the last couple of episodes, we've been talking about it. Not that we haven't talked about race before, but it's just like majority of the conversation is about that. And I feel like it should never end until we come up with a solution to make them like, this is our life. You know, that's why I said we have to love us. We have to fight for us. We have to be the ones to want. Um, We have to be the ones. Hold on. I got a message, y'all. Oh, OK. We have to be the ones to come up with the solution. And the way we do that is to continue to talk about it. Like, even with the youngest of our children, talk about it with them. You know what I'm saying? Certain stuff I wish I had learned in my home and didn't have to come to HBCU to learn. You know what I'm saying? So, and I'm sorry for saying, you know what I'm saying a whole bunch of times, but um, we're gonna get to a different um topic. So, defunding the police. I don't I actually don't know if I really wanna talk about defunding the police right now but from what I understand it means to take money that they you know say is for the cops and move it over to different departments so that the police can have so that the police can police so that the police can be called to police and police only and instead of having them come where they're not needed you know what I'm saying like creating programs so like let's say you see somebody on the road and they're drugged out and they're looking all crazy like 
you shouldn't have to call the cops for that. You know, the, how does how does a cop help in that situation? They have a gun. It's just like it doesn't make any sense. And um, I feel like anybody who really wants a system to work properly would agree with defunding the police, especially if they they really are loaded like they say they are. If they got all this bread anyways, you know, and it's you know stressing, causing stress, more money, more problems. Go ahead and split that up with other divisions so that we can create, like, so it doesn't have to be so much, like, traffic. You know what I'm saying? And I don't know what that means for private prisons or anything like that, but certain stuff shouldn't be the way it is. And we have to work hard to make things better. Um, Let's talk about Rayshard Brooks. Uh, if you have seen the video of Rayshard Brooks, he was the guy who was driving intoxicated. Well, he, I guess he was sleeping in his car. He wasn't actually driving. And he's at a Wendy's in Atlanta. They called the police. Police showed up. And we got to see the body cam footage, which I did watch. Um, and it's a graphic, like all of these cases are. And there's more cases besides this. But I will talk about this because Trevor Noah brought up the fact that this case was messy and a good conversation comes out of this so um what I will say is after they called the police on him the police came they gave him like a test or whatever anyways to fast forward they try to arrest him and he says to the cops let me walk over to I think he says a sister or someone's house that is nearby you know let me do that instead of y'all arresting me and um they go to arrest him and he resists arrest he runs and they shoot him in the back. So that's really just the breakdown of it. If you don't want to watch the, watch it, watch it for yourself. I could be missing out critical parts. Like I said, I, I seen it a couple of days ago. Can't remember. But um, one of the cops did an interview on MSNBC, and they were asking him if they considered letting him walk to his sister's house. Or I I think it was his sister's house, and he couldn't answer. I seen a post, and the post is the conversation. The post said, I don't know who needs to hear this, but cops should not be shooting guilty people either. And we know how it works. The cops shoot somebody who's unarmed, right? Somebody who they say pose a threat. And then the media goes sorry, black, I have to specify that it's a black person. And then the media goes ahead and demonizes the individual. Oh, you know, they were, what they say about Trayvon, he was smoking weed, he got suspended from school for smoking weed. They found all the photos they could of him sticking his middle finger up and they put it right on your screen so that people at home could be like, oh, it's okay, it's fine, he was a thug, that's why he got shot. Um, That's what they do, they go straight to that. They have to figure out a way to justify the killing. Same thing with Ahmaud Arby. You know, they tried to, to say, um, the guy who, who sent the video in was like trying to use the video to, to justify the killing, but actually it made them look, anyways. Just like Candace Owen was, um, that's why he, um, Dave Chappelle said what he said about her, because she want to go ahead and do what they've been doing to us for years, which is try to make it okay. But that statement, the police should not be killing guilty people either is true deadly force should only use 
if absolutely necessary. And what is crazy is that the law does not say that. The law says that they can say I was in fear of my life. And once the other person is there, they can't say they peace. And so that's how they win. And we, it's really crazy to me. Um, but the cops were brought up on um, charges for felony murder, which I think is cool. Like um, Atlanta moves fast when it comes to stuff like this. I remember during the protests when the cop, um, what they do? The cops um, grabbed those kids out of the car and they got fired the very next day. You know, they're working real fast in Atlanta. So that's a beautiful thing to see. You know, we got to we got to start demonizing these racists. Yo. We got to I don't like how else are we going to get rid of it? We got to call it out when we see it. And we got to keep race a conversation until America fixes it, because it's a problem for me because I'm black. And because I'm black, I'm going to keep talking about it all the time, because right now people are in a, a time where it's it's on their mind all the time now. Right. You get on social and. If you're not black, you're still seeing Black Lives Matter. You're still seeing people um, protesting, rioting as well. You're seeing all this stuff going on. And as a black person, you carry your skin like a weight on you. Like, for real. You have to feel the room. You have to watch where you stand, where you say how loud you are. Like, it's a crazy thing to have to deal with that 24-7 that's why I went to an HBCU. That's why uh, I'm never leaving the hood. Like I'm, like I can't not feel comfortable. <laughs> That's really the truth about it. And we've had to live with that forever. You know, we can't get away from that. So for people who want us to stop talking about it, they ain't never gonna stop talking about it until we fix some stuff. We need some stuff to be fixed right away. You know what I'm saying? And I'm going to keep learning. I'm going to be like that girl that Cole was talking about so that I can better articulate myself and so that I can speak on behalf of my brothers and sisters who just know what they feel. And we hurt. And we mad. I just had a conversation with my my best friend, Ching Ping. And we talked about what ways to go about um, making things work for us in America, making it comfortable for for Black people in America. And (laughs) he's, you know... We, we was talking some violent stuff too, you know? We just had different views as well. And it's good for us to, to have this as a conversation, you know? This is, this is the stuff that my dad tried to talk to me about when I was younger and I didn't really want to hear it. Um, okay, so the next topic is his point. You guys, I had to do it to your Terry Crews tweets is my hits blunt for this week i'm gonna read his tweets because i wrote it down y'all being all professional it says defeating white supremacy without white people could create black supremacy right and uh, that's that's period then it says like it or not we are all in this together we're all in this together All right, Terry Crews, I just have one question. Defeating white supremacy without white people could create black supremacy. Are these instructions? Like, I just want to know. Are you letting us know that this is how we solve our problems? All we have to do is defeat white supremacy without white people, and then we can live how they've been living? What are you talking about, sir? Sir, it's already bad enough. 
that you didn't stand behind Gabrielle Union when she was talking her talk, that you didn't love us for us. Come on, man, stop. Sometimes, sometimes you shouldn't say anything at all. This was a time. Sometimes you need to run stuff by your wife. Use the black women who are in your life. Run this by her and ask her if it was okay. I'm pretty sure she would have told you no. He went on the talk and he was explaining himself, trying to explain the tweet. But honestly, if it's not about black people and making it better for black people and uplifting black people, I don't want to hear it. You know, I do think cancel culture is harsh, but it's not real. It's really not real. And I think he let it get to him that he was canceled before. And now he want to say some weird stuff. I don't care about inclusion. The truth is, I'm definitely. Okay, sorry, y'all, I got a text message. The truth is, Jessica does not care about inclusion at a time like this. I don't want to hear what's going on with nobody else but us right now. Because this needs to be handled. There are people getting hung. There are people getting killed. Police are still acting a fool, y'all. Don't believe the hype. I don't want to hear nothing that ain't got nothing to do with uplifting bad people and loving bad people. And that's why I want to say in a couple of minutes, and I'm going to end this episode on June 19th, my dad's birthday, and also Juneteenth. Uh, I um, encourage you guys to continue with the movement, you know what I'm saying? On this day, on tomorrow, in a couple of minutes, do not buy unless you buy in black. Period. Just don't do it. I would just, I love to see when we move together and when we just shake the room, like Pop Smoke say. Let's shake the room, y'all. Let's do it. Let's, let's make an impact. I love stuff like that. And I really hate the idea that black people don't support black people and enough black people have said that and otherwise for it to be a message that has been spread and when we do things like this when we band together when we show out for one another that right there shows that that silences that voice that we don't love us because they want to come out at times like this and talk about black on black crime don't get it twisted. These is my niggas. Okay? All right. Um, lastly, uh, for Jess's playlist, I didn't have a playlist this week. I didn't make one, but I did listen to an album, which was Black and the Berry, uh, Kendrick Lamar's album, and I absolutely love that album 100. It's fantastic. It's a great album to listen to at a time like this, just like I said before. Um, I'll give you some real major joints on the album that I think is a good songs for rotation. Also you guys, you know, give me like some options. Tell me what other albums you think I should listen to right now that I maybe hadn't listened to and I have listened to Layla's Wisdom. So if you was gonna say that's the next album to listen to, I might listen to that next. Um let's see. I think from those are great albums. Like, how do I tell you what to pick? If you don't listen to anything on this album, 
listen to now nah, you have to listen to that album i'm not even gonna tell you to do that listen to the album as a collective it's a great album it's not that long it's an hour and 19 minutes but um i will talk about mortal man and kendrick did the interview with tupac that he said he got from an audio you know and he did it so well it sounded like they're talking to each other right next to each other it's really nice and um tupac talks about swallowing the ground and i've made this reference before to this song and i love the story i'm not even gonna get too much into it so listen to mortal man if you don't listen to anything fast forward halfway and listen to the interview with um j cole and um tupac Shakur. and he talks about the ground being the poor people and i just love the way he says it you know what i'm saying i love the way he articulates this for us and it goes back to what cole was saying as far as women like the women he was talking about explaining it to us so we can digest it so that we can you know say what we mean to say and he said that the ground which is the poor people and they're hungry they're gonna swallow up everything that's the rich people the fat people who've been living good and i just love everything about that being the final thought he did he did do another um poem about a butterfly but being the final thought of the album as a collective so go ahead and listen to that um i didn't make it to 12 o'clock but you know juneteenth happy birthday dad happy birthday black people (laughs) um if you don't know what juneteenth is it was the day that all slaves were freed in america officially all slaves knew that they were free and we need to celebrate it because we love us you know what i'm saying we need to celebrate that black people at the end of the day we still niggas and that's what's up like we still we still they stripped us away from our culture they stripped us away from our language our religion our our families and we still hold on to one thing and that's that we black and we feel each other it's a connection that we have and we have to love each other you know for each other and continue to to uplift each other and and buy black y'all capital is important this is america don't forget that america is capitalism it's time for us to invest within ourselves make our dollars stay within our neighborhoods long enough bounce around in our in our in our neighborhoods learn about investing and that's why i would shout out to what they don't teach you in high school podcast again you go ahead and listen to um some episodes on there to give you some you know, stuff on financial literacy. Um, uh, Tariq was supposed to be on this episode, but it's okay. Um, We're going to do an episode with him. So he'll have some more context to give you as far as financial stuff goes. And we're going to get into the conversation of whether or not we should vote because me and him have different views on why we should vote. So we're going to come with our points and have a good debate about that the next time we do have an episode. But peace, y'all.